Welcome back to another episode of Rare. I'm Ashley, and this is the start of episode 9. This is the third part of our Spooktober series that we started doing. We hope you enjoyed the previous two episodes about spooky games, and this time we're taking a different turn. This time we're playing a game. We're going to be playing Mythos Tales, and joining me and Ricky will be our spouses. We have Jason, who is my husband, and Mike, who is Ricky's husband. We hope you guys enjoy this, so please let us know on our social media how much you guys love this episode. Well, enough of the details. Let's get this episode started. introduction okay so we're playing the first story i guess a grain of evil and it says investigation one arkham massachusetts june 30th 1929 responding eagerly to a telegram from your friend and mentor you rush to the miskatonic university orn library there is a warm summer breeze gently rustling the trees allowing the dappled sunlight to flicker lightly onto the streets you cross the university quadrant to reach a great gothic entrance. Professor Henry Armitage, Miskatonic's erudite librarian, greets you at the polished wooden door to his office. He leans on his cane, his wrinkled face cracked into a smile. Well then, I have an interesting little problem for us to explore. It has been some time since we exercised your deductive faculties, so how about a simple mystery to get you going again? Obviously, there is a chance that the events last evening involved more than a simple crime, but I do, not, I do not believe that that to be the case. However, after my experience of last summer, one can never be too careful. He shudders visibly upon alluding to his confrontation with Waitleys, I'm not sure. In the village of Dunwich, Armitage settles in a chair, adjusting the violets on his desk. Inspector Garrison called over breakfast this morning in... Precipit precipit I can't even say that word. Precipitated. Precipitated <laughs> my note to your good self. It seems the inspector is at a loss and requires our specialist our specialist assistance. Last evening, as you may have noted from this morning's edition of the Arkham Advisor, a disturbance occurred on West High Street. So that might be something you guys want to look at. It was a pleasant enough evening, and at 7 o'clock, the streets were relatively full. A young woman, well-dressed and seemingly good health, collapsed on the sidewalk after emerging in a state of distress from the Upton Park, or Uptown Park. A small crowd gathered to assist the young lady. An orderly from St. Mary's Hospital and his wife stooped to re revive her, and a policeman was found. 
The orderly noticed a growing crimson stain seeping onto the woman's blouse. He slit the garment free, or the garment free, with his pocket knife. At once the horrific nature of a wound in the lady's chest was apparent, and he stemmed the steadily increasing flow of blood. I'm happy to report the disaster was averted by his quick thinking. An ambulance arrived in good time to take her to the hospital, and they managed to stabilize her condition. Librarian paused to slip coffee or to sip coffee from a delicate cup. The policeman assumed this was an attack by an unknown assailant until the woman regained consciousness momentarily in the ambulance. She raved nonsense, nonsensical syllables before crying out that the trees were alive. Alive! Whilst dealing with the mysterious lady, the policeman was sharp-eyed enough to spot a man lingering in the crowd of onlookers. The man was acting in a furtive way, watching the proceedings with a curious detachment. He was tall, over six feet, with a worn brown suit and dark hair and a distinctive birthmark under his left eye. When the policeman called out to the man, he fled the scene. Being preoccupied with the lady, the policeman was not able to pursue and noted a description in his pocketbook. Armitage sits back, the leather chair creaking. He steeples his fingers. The identity of both the woman and this mysterious fugitive remain a mystery. It is also for us to determine if there are forces beyond the mundane at work. You'd better get going. Let Garrison's men take care of the crime scene. They do get rather protective. Before you set off, Armitage says, remember, if you need help, come see me at home. I am unlikely to be in my office when working a case. Okay, that's the intro. So what kind of stuff did you guys gather from what he told us there? It's kind of like we need to use that before we go on our first location, I guess. Well, I wrote down that the guy has a distinctive birthmark under his left eye. Yeah. And then yeah. happened to come across him. So yeah. the crime scene, the woman came from Uptown Park, it says. Okay. And then it was uh, 7 o'clock. The streets were full, and this is what it's saying. So 7 o'clock was probably about the time they know this whole thing transpired, I guess. 7 a.m. or p.m.? It just says say? 7 o'clock. Hmm. Uh, That's kind of important. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there's a bunch of, like, bolded... Well, that's words just for like oh, the, the article says yeah, 7 just... p.m. last night. Okay, so 7 o'clock okay. p.m. Um, and it was maybe West like right down yeah. St. Mary's Hospital. Maybe we can go there if we need to talk to somebody about it or if she might still be there. What was the hospital name again? St. Mary's. St. Mary's. Okay. Yeah, the woman was also saying something about that the trees are alive. Yeah. 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 <clears throat> And then did you write the, the description down of the man? Yeah, yeah. he's got a birthmark okay. on his eye. Or on, on six, literally on his eye. Under his eye. Brown worn suit. His over left six eye. Feet. Okay. Well, that's pretty much everything that well, I, I kind of took from there. I was looking there. at the ad on the page where it says fat is folly <laughs> and to use the obesity soap. Use what? obesity soap. It helps soap. reduce fat without dieting or gymnastics. Also, I guess before we even get too deep in this, obviously there's going to be spoilers if you listen to us do this because we're going through the whole case. So right. If you yeah. don't want spoilers, I mean, I don't know what to say. Just don't, don't listen. Don't listen. Well, <laughs> even if, so even if you are listening, uh, 
you might try different locations than what we did, or at least skip the answer Q yeah, and A at the don't, end. Don't listen to the questions at the end, I guess. How many, just out of curiosity, how many like scenarios are there with like the base of this game? Let me see here. Eight cases to solve. Yeah. That's pretty cool. That's and yeah, I like it. I mean, it's a decent chunk. Yeah. So coming over that article, did you guys see anything that might be? We're looking at it or... right now. Um... Okay. And also, like the way that the map works, like depending on what the, like the section of town is, like uptown park, like the district will be like you. You okay. six seven uptown park is yeah. Like, so we so we like... wanna. Well, if we want to go there, you go into this book that we have. We'll go to U67, and then if there's anything there, there'll be dialogue or there'll be like a description or something, and then we'll just kind of read that. Yeah, so everything okay. has a letter and a number associated to it, and that's how you find things in the book. So, like, uh, the different sections are like Uptown and like Riverside or um, like the Northern District or whatever, and that. That's like the first letter that is associated with it. Gotcha. Okay, so she came from Uptown Park. Yeah. Where were we at though? Exactly. West High Street. Yeah, West High this Street. Is... Okay. So that might be somewhere we want to go if there's like see the crime scene and talk yeah. to somebody about it. We can also so in the rule book there's a list of allies that we can go and talk to and each one again has a, a letter and a number associated with it and he did mention inspector garrison mm -hmm. was right. there on the scene and he is somebody we, we can, can talk to go and talk to <clears throat> maybe at that the police station that might not be a bad idea to start just to get our bearings but yeah. I mean, it's up to you guys. I, but was I think that's kind of thinking of just going to just go to the street and see what we the, find. The street or going to the hospital. I don't know which one we should probably go to first because she's she's probably still at the hospital. True, and we don't want her well, to leave. Yeah, because they said they called an ambulance, and then yeah, we'll probably need to go to the police station and talk to that guy. So I'm trying did he, to look. Did he name who the lady was? No, they mm -mm. said it remains a mystery. Okay, because that's what the article says. Too. Do you guys see anything on here for the the hospital anywhere on the map? Oh, yeah, the hospital is C11. Okay, well, oh, yeah. you want to go there? You guys want to go there? Yeah, I'm, sure. I'm good with that. Oh, uh, C11, it says campus district. Yeah, because it's C. Like, oh, campus okay. is C. So. C11 is like right up the street from Uptown Park, yeah. which is U67. So it's a little weird. It's like a block away. Like convenient. Yeah. It's really convenient. Convenient. Okay, so are we going... We're going to C11 first? Mm-hmm. Okay, so we are officially on the time tracker board. Yay. <laughs> Question? <laughs> and... C11. I guess we can take turns reading this because this is I'll read this. pretty long. We'll yeah, just try and split it up a little bit. Okay. Armitage often mentions his friend Dr. Vincent Sutton as being a useful point of contact at the hospital, and you ask for the doctor at the front desk. 
The stern administration assistant frowns at your request, but dispatches a message to Sutton all the same. After you wait for what seems like an age, Dr. Sutton appears and greets you in a detached and professional manner. He is in his mid-40s, and his clean-shaven head amplifies the size of his thick, horn-rimmed glasses. He allows a cursory nod when you tell him the visit reason for your visit. Of course, Armour just told me to expect you, he says. You explain that you are, are investigating the mysterious case of the woman brought to the hospital after your, her collapse at the park. It's not my case, but let's head up to the wards and see what we can find out. Sutton leads you through the white halls, leaping in and out of the foot traffic. On the way up, he asks whether Armitage expressed interest in the lights dancing around at the nearby Emperor home. That's, um, bolded. What is it? Emperor home. E-M-P-E-R-O-R. Some of the hospital workers have seen them, and the old building is supposed to be abandoned. When you tell him that Armorage hadn't mentioned it, the doctor shrugs. You arrive at Ward 6, and Dr. Sutton makes his way down a row of beds, stopping at the foot of one containing an attractive young woman. The woman is sleeping soundly, and Sutton lifts the chart from the end of the bed and consults the notes. We still don't have her name. She is listed here as Jane Doe. Strange. The wound on her chest was deep, likely, likely created by a sharp blade cutting into the flesh. However, Five of the upper ribs on the left side were also fractured during her incident. It is though someone removed, or was attempting to remove, something from her chest cavity. Most unusual. Dr. Noyes conducted the surgery to reset the bones. Speaking of unusual, Noyes cleared away a good deal of brownish-colored mucus from the wound. He sent a sample to the lab. The lab assistant... Yeah, the lab assistant was sent to the university library, bolded, to consult medical uh, treatises, as they were unsure of what the substance consisted. Pascal knows about strange things as well. Pascal is also bolded. Pascal is P-A-S-Q-U-A-L-E. Might be pronounced completely different, but we're sticking to Pascal. So he's the guy that... Uh, he knows about the sh about strange things as well. Oh, uh, okay. Meaning, like, the sub weird substance. Okay. As Sutton ends his speech, a nurse arrives to administer a shot. No sooner is the needle withdrawn from the woman's arm, she thrashes in her bed. Sutton doesn't look concerned, and he pats the nurse on the shoulder. The discomfort will pass quickly. Then, shockingly, the woman's eyes snap open, and she screams a piercing shriek. Oh Sutton calls for help as the woman raves madness. Spitting, spittle dripping from her chin. Only at Brave Friars. But no, not there. The trees. Why are they walking? Edward? Where is my Edward? Oh, Why is... The trees have eyes. Edward, we were supposed to meet at the bell. Why are we here? Edward, it hurts, Edward. Stop it. Stop it. Sutton steps in and holds the woman's shoulders, talking to her in a calm, soothing voice. After a few minutes of delirium, the woman slips into a peaceful rest. <laughs> She's really been through the mill, Sutton says. The wound will heal just fine given time. However, as you have seen firsthand, there are some scars that are beyond our ability of repair. You have learned all you can from the good doctor. Her effects were taken for examination by the police. I think they were taken over to the criminologist, Dr. Corbett. Please let me know if 
you discover her identity, I'd like to contact family members. She needs someone to look after her. Man. So the police is bolded and Dr. Corbett is also. And that is the hospital. Sounds like somebody was trying to take her heart out of her chest. <laughs> that was a lot to digest. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So it's wait, a big section. Where where were the lights at? Uh, the emperor home. That, that's all it says is emperor. It might, might be able to find it in the dictionary or the directory. What does it start with? Emperor. E-M-P-E-R-O-R. I don't. Oh, like there's. A person emperor, W emperor. Yeah, Ooh, so that. it it just says emperor home, but I would I kind of assumed it was probably like a last name. Okay. Like, yeah, so it's yeah. not a title of the home. That it's would be just a person. Right. You forty one, which is right next to the park. Convenient. Ooh. Interesting. <laughs> West. High streets right there, too. Mm-hmm. I'd be a terrible investigator. You would be. Just yelling convenient. How <laughs> convenient! <laughs> he suggests we go to the, the police department, and we are already kind of considering going there. So that might be a good next step, just to see if we can find anything. It up. says in the newspaper uh, properties... Would the owners of the emperor home be sure to secure their property or the property as workers from the hospital have seen lights on the third floor? Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Fix your stuff. <laughs> oh yeah, there it is. So where where were you suggesting going again, Ricky? Uh maybe the police station. Since, Since uh, Garrison's there, the evidence is there, her effects are there. Right. Hmm. It might be a good next step. I'm cool okay. with that. Where is the police station? This is one of the uh, wealthiest D32. areas. D32. Hmm. it says. So it's like, on the map, it's like the red section. Jeez. Which is kind of far away, but... Kind of far away. I'm just kind of looking over the newspaper to see... I just can't get over the fat soap. <laughs> right. <laughs> Wash your fat away with this obesity soap. It, it's probably like, quite why? painful. It's real good. <laughs> it just slowly erodes you. It says the obesity soap, used like ordin an ordinary soap, positively reduces fat without dieting or gymnastics. <laughs> Absolutely harmless, never fails to reduce, fle reduce flesh when directions are followed. So you're just gonna lose flesh. Uh, send for book of testimonials. Box of two cakes sent prepared on receipt of $2. It's only $2. It doesn't $2. hurt to try. Yeah. It's worth it. Hashtag worth it. <laughs> yeah, I'm good with the police station. I think that's, I know it's far, but we don't have a well, whole lot. Well, I mean, it's only one time per location unless the entry says otherwise. Okay. So it's not like it, it costs any extra time to go across town. Gotcha. So are we, are we agreed? Good? I'm good with I'm it. I'm good. D32. I guess. And I'm, I'm making like a small like list of all the places we go. Cool. I looked through most of the newspaper and nothing's really standing out too much more after that. There was like an artifact that might have been 
stolen from a museum that might be related. I'm not entirely sure yet. She, you know, she had a like a deep wound in her chest from something sharp. So right. I don't mm -hmm. know. D thirty two. Yep. Yeah. One of uh, Garrison's sergeants, the young Mickey Tool, saunters over to you and attempts to make himself useful in his superior's absence. You looking for Garrison? He's out on a bust over at some diner this side of the river. You ask him if there is any further information regarding the suspected the suspected attack on the woman in up, Uptown Park. Not much more to add. The lads have been going door to door. The only thing any of them have reported is some members of the Silver Twilight Lodge hey. hanging about the old emperor home. You make a mental note that you might want to talk to Sebastian Lehman. Who is the policeman who is or first visited the scene in Uptown? That'd be Matthew King. He's not on shift today, I'm afraid. So, uh, okay. So the Emperor home, the, there's Silver Twilight Lodge members hanging out around okay, it. Okay. So were the names he gave? Uh, says you make a mental note that you might want to talk to Sebastian. Oh, Layman, Lyman, I guess whatever works. And Matthew King. M-A-N, Lyman, and then Matthew King. Okay, it looks like Sebastian Lyman is at L-18. Okay. Look at you, so fast. L L-18? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, L, L is in Lyman. What is it? L is in Lyman. Or Lehman. <laughs> um... And Matthew Keen is D64. I'll just say Lyman. That sounds better. Or, sorry, D67. Well, I think we might want to go to the house, too. So. The Emperor yeah, house? Thing. I definitely think the Emperor house is... So it is U41, you said? You guys said U41? Um, For the Emperor home? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think so. I don't know if anybody knows Ashley's got it you right know, here. in the HP Lovecraft yeah, stuff, the Silver Twilight Lodge is always like mystical people and cultists oh, yeah. like to hang out yeah, there for some reason. They're straight up cultists. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, super they're, suspicious. But they're always the like they're always like, Don't look over here, we're not doing anything. And they're like, Okay. You're not right. performing rituals. <laughs> what about the Silver Twilight Lodge? Is that is that anywhere on the map? We might want to go there too. Just... I don't think uh, so. Clubs. Yeah. <laughs> where, it's not in there. What about, um, I don't know where else it would be. Maybe like. I, I kind of don't think they'd be in the dictionary. Yeah, I don't right. think. I, the I, I checked that. under S and I didn't <laughs> see anything. Can you imagine though? I don't think a magical cult club would probably be in the directory. <laughs> That'd be funny. <laughs> that one cultist is like, I thought it would be a good idea. <laughs> And the yeah, rest of them are like, what are you our doing? Are, our, our memberships are going down and our dues are getting too high. <laughs> That's we're, what this guy was trying to do. We're sacrificing too many people. And he's like, man, I need to get a heart to pay for my dues and I can't even do that right now. But yeah, yeah U41 like, is We probably the have emperor. to like come across it or something. I say we go to U41 because that seems... That's the Emperor House. Yeah. What do you guys think? What are you feeling? So, okay. So, I think it's a good idea, but it's also, you know, 
this is when sanity stuff starts happening, probably. And we we might. I don't know. I think it's a good idea, but it's also like maybe a risky idea. Yeah. Um. I also that's like jumping in with both feet. Right. Yeah. It's just the house. We don't really know <laughs> anything just, else. About it. The lights are on. It's like... a weird house that where this abs, abs, like accident happened. There's the silver twilight lodge there. There's weird lights going on. Okay, but <laughs> I say we just go. Like, all the bad warning red tin- flags of don't go here. Yeah. I'll put on the tinfoil hat and we shall go. Well, here's the other thing is that the lady in the hospital was also saying something about uh, meeting Edward at the bell. Yeah. Do we know where this bell is? Does is there like a hospital? church or something? Yeah, I mean, there's... Or does this Churches, house have a bell? Or it could be like a uh, like a, a town. Like look or for a church and see if it's in the same area. And maybe there's like I don't know. That's the only thing I could think of that would have like a bell tower. Yeah, either yeah. that or a town but, hall. But yeah, a town hall would was kind of my thinking too. But unless maybe, there's something that maybe has like the bell in the name. Oh, true. I think we should go to the park. Maybe like the park that she came yeah, up uptown park. park. We should go there. I maybe. definitely think like we should visit the park and the house. Emperor I'm house. just not sure what maybe, order. Let's like, just go to the park first. It. Yeah, I'm well, okay with a Bell Cafe. Hmm. Oh, mm. maybe like short instead of calling it the Bell, Bell Cafe, Cafe, like yeah. they, to say for sure the they just call it. There the is Bell. um. St. Stanless Church at L6, which is not super far away from Uptown Park. Yeah, yeah, it's right there. Well, the Bell, or like Bell Cafe is M42. So I'm going to write it down just in case maybe it comes up. And then you said, what was the L6? L6. Yeah. Keep that in mind, too. I say we go to the park real quick. And then where was the, the um, hold on a second. What was the number for the police station again? Uh, D thirty two. Because he said something about the uh, where the guy was out on a bus. A garrison. He's out. He's on on a bus. He's at a diner. A, a diner. Oh. This side of the river. So wherever D thirty two. Whatever. So we're on that side of the river. So wherever oh. there's a diner at on that side of the river, I don't really know. Well, the only thing what's on, so N and D is on that side, and E and yeah. D and E. Um, Aunt Enid's is in the N district, and so is Gafton's diner. And then B's diner is in the D district, it's so it's Fleetwood Diner. Well, but I don't, I don't think that really has anything to do with this mm-hmm. particular case. Well, I mean, if we want to talk to Garrison, whatever his name is, yeah. Uh, I, I, don't I don't know. Let's just go to U sixty seven, the park. Do you guys want to go to the park first, or? Yeah, we can go to the park. It seems a little safer. Yeah. Which okay. is right next door to Emperor House, but okay. We don't talk about that part. <laughs> okay. We're here. Move this. It's the evening now. Yeah, so this Day is... Day one, the evening. Okay, so what's the park? 
U67. Uptown Park, much like the rest of the district, is well maintained and pleasant. The southwestern corner is heavily wooded, but you first explore the open areas. There is no sign of the police. You decide to leave the wooded corner for last. Patiently aware of the warning that the trees are alive, unlikely, you admit, but the thought does rest does not rest well in your mind. You search your search of the open areas is conducted quickly. The wooded area rises slightly, and in the trees you notice the crumbling remains of a building, all but overgrown. In the a clearing beside the building, you discover a dark stain on the bare earth. Blood. A rustle of the trees catches your attention, and then suddenly your blood runs cold as the stench akin to an open grave reaches your nostrils. You turn in the direction of a noise. You instantly recoil in horror as one of the trees surrounding the clearing moves into view. Or are you hallucinating? But the tree did move. The thing is near 16 feet tall, ink black, and branch-like tentacles that reach for the summer sky. You are frozen, fearful, and taste bile in your mouth. Vomit rising in your throat. You flee, heart pounding out of your chest, running from the turret. The territorial monster, you run over, uh, for two full blocks. No, this cannot be. Your imagination has gotten the better of you, but it was so clear the thing was moving. The dread books that Armitage has let you glimpse do not do contain. Could they contain truth? You shake yourself out of the stupor and sit down to gather your senses and calm your nerves. You can feel it in your bones, sinister horrors await the citizens of Arkham. Okay. Good choice going to the <laughs> park. Uh... It was supposed to be safe. I forgot about the fact that she was ranting and raving about trees being alive. And they're like, yeah, let's go to the park. It's fine. You know, I thought about it. <laughs> but I was just like, whatever. It's fine. Okay, so that was pretty much a waste of time. Almost. I mean, was well, we, it? We I saw mean... a 16 foot tall moving tree, so it <laughs> happened. And then, and then just there was blood and a house next to this. Okay. Yeah, there was like a old building there. Old building, and an open yeah. grave smell. Yeah. Well, maybe sounds nice. the lady's not really alive. Hmm. Well, uh, okay, so now what do you want to do? Do you want to try to go to the... We haven't really got any, like, thing to... Besides the house, and I guess we could go talk to Armitage at his house if we needed to. The house has been mentioned twice. Yes. Technically three times if we count the paper. Yeah. I, I feel like we should probably go there. Let's just go to the speakeasy and drown everything away and not talk about this ever again after that. Yeah. <laughs> we have to that. save the people of Arkham, these trees, man. They're going to kill them. <laughs> uh, no, okay. the Emperor House makes sense if it's three times. So the Emperor House is U41. Okay. No, my is. turn. My turn. It's not a very big entry, so. 
Um, the Emperor Home is a dilapidated, crumbling building that exudes a kind of tragic melancholy for its loss of grace. The front door is boarded up, as are the windows. Around the side, you find a window that has had the boards carefully removed and placed neatly on the ground. Squeezing through the narrow opening, you find yourself in a moldy hallway. The smell of rot and damp permeate the air. There is little to discover on the ground floor, apart from evidence that the hallways have been well trodden recently. The dust is thick everywhere, except a trail leading to the stairs. The trail continues up the stairs onto the third floor, in a large room, presumably a foyer music room, or a former music room, judging by the moldy piano pushed into a corner, you find something disturbing. The room contains a large painted pentagram on the wooden floor, oh with unlit black candles at each point. A series of sigils are uh, doped across the walls and floor with the word Nirlothotep. Go. Nirlothotep reoccurring again and again. You try not to stare at the symbols too closely as they make your vision swim. Perhaps an illusion from the low light, you are not sure. Between a gap in the floorboards, you spot a small silver medallion, but apart from its unusual design, it doesn't tell you much. Okay, so somebody's doing some cultist stuff in the Emperor home. Those darn kids! It's probably those cultists. So we have, we have Nirlothotep, and yeah. he's like some ancient god from Egypt or whatever. I can't remember exactly the... He's bad stuff. He is. So what was that guy's name? We should since we have that, we should go talk to maybe talk to the guy that knows the weird stuff. What was his name? Oh yeah. Um one second. Let me think um, Pascal. Was it was it, oh, uh, yeah, it was Lyman? Pascal. Yeah, it was Pascal. Oh. Look at you. Who was Lyman and Matthew Keene again? Um so they were points of Sebastian Lyman was somebody I think associated with the Silver Twilight Lodge. Oh, yeah, that's right. And then I don't remember. Matthew Keane was Keen just kind of like I think a he point was of the interest. guy that was first on the scene. Okay. Yeah. Oh yeah, first on the scene, Matthew Keane. <laughs> first on the scene. It works. Matthew it works. Keen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, okay. So we learned something kind of useful by going. Yeah, there. I mean, so she came from up uptown park so she was probably getting in that you know i mean it was in that pentagram or something mm. i don't know she, she was escaped from that sure. house yeah and that's probably where the weird lights are coming from is the candles yeah. the black candles yeah. like during rituals mm -hmm. so how do we what was that guy's name again or pascal which one pascal where is he at where do we go how do you spell his name? It's it's funky. It's like P A. Um. So, uh, it's got like on the allies. It. He's in the allies list. Okay. Okay. Um. For all things on the occult, when you can't find good information at the library, oh, Pascal Fenton is library. Arkham's resident occultist and spiritualist. Pascal meddles in forces he would be better off to avoid. His knowledge of the so-called great old ones is extensive, and an okay, and on occasion, you may be forced to team up with him. Much to the um, chagrin of Artemich. So where can we find him? L4. L4. I think we should talk to him because yeah. that's like his bread and butter right, right. there. Yeah. Everything we just read is like 
We tell him our what we just happened, and he's just like drooling over it the whole time. He's like, "Oh my god, <laughs> candles, pentagrams, sigils." Okay. So, do we want to go there next? Or... Yeah. Let's go okay. to L four. All right. Where is L four on the map exactly? I'm just kind of curious. Here. Down it's... south a bit oh, from right uptown. There. I yeah. see it. Yeah. Sure. Down a couple blocks. All pretty close together. It's all coming together. Is it though? No. <laughs> Not really. Okay. This is the Lower South Side District. <clears throat> Armitage has little good to say about the odious little man that is Pascal Fenton, Arkham's most celebrated occultist. He and Armitage have a lifelong rivalry. Too much the showman and, some might argue, charlatan for most tastes. However, Pascal manages to make an impressive living. His mansion is tod tawdry and garnish, or garish, decorated with a vast collection of the occult, including deformities in jars, unusual medical devices, and jewelry that evokes satanic ritual. His, he invites you in cordially enough. But the smirk that appears on his arrogant face when he learns the reason behind your call raises his hackles. Oh, so now I'm consulted on this matter. I would have thought that bumbling idiot Garrison would have come himself rather than sending his protege. Biting your tongue, you explain the wound on the young lady and why the police would be concerned. Pascal realizes he is being a bit nasty and changes his tone. Trees? She went on about being attacked by trees, did she? I would suggest that you have stumbled upon cultists of Shub-Niggurov, also known as the Black Goat with a thousand young. There are mutterings of a certain dark ritual that, well, her followers use a sacrificial victim to host the spawn from unholy seed to infant. The wound on this woman may be that, or maybe she is just insane. Maybe she is just insane. The mad abound in Arkham, as I know you have heard from stories. That would be a better guess. Pascal pauses and encourages, and you encourage him to tell you more about Shubnigaroth. He is a bit reluctant to share this knowledge, but continues. The spawn of Shubnigaroth is sliced free from the flesh of a host and brought into this world to wreak havoc wherever, whatever horrors to wreak whatever horrors it may. Investigate the witch cults in Arkham if you truly want to go down this path. It very well may be the lady who was attacked is delusional from some poison or she made it up altogether. You ask what spawn is, what the spawn is likely to do if indeed it has been born into the world. Pascal bites his lower lip. For now, nothing. The spawn will take a number of years to fully mature. The texts speak of these creatures often attacking domesticated animals, particularly dogs and cats. Even in seed form, the animal can sense their, pre e their evil presence. With this, you thank Pascal for his insights and leave. Mm. So that's a whole different right. like ritual and ancient god. So we got, so we got two, two different going cults on. going on. Like, what the heck? <laughs> Because these guys are near Authotep, and these guys are old uh, Shub here. <laughs> old Shub. Old oh. Shub. 
shub. Now, there is a personal ad for a missing cat. Uh-oh. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure if that has anything to do with anything, but there we go. LP, it must not happen again. Down and RJ knows what this means. CS missing tabby cat. SI reward to D. Pigman. What the hell does that even mean? Okay. So hang on. I'm looking up. Pikmin. D. Pikmin is at L19. So if we wanted to talk to the person missing a cat. You said L19? L19, mm -hmm. yeah. Well. And then I guess we could go to the library if we need to. Well, I think what makes it hard, unless we're supposed to read the questions first, but it never says, like, that you're supposed to, so you don't really don't know... I think you are. Like, what questions you're trying to get answers for. I feel like we're supposed to figure out, you know, really but, who but the woman like, is. But, like, you never know when you, sh when you sh feel like you should stop. Well, we either stop before... But that's why I'm saying, Afternoon like... Afternoon on day five, or we... Yeah. Like, do like do you just go, like, I feel like we could answer, like, any question they ask, and then you just call it quits, or, like, what? I, it's hard to tell, like, when you feel like you have sufficient enough information to say, like, yeah, okay, I think we got well, it. Okay, well, where's the library at? I think maybe we should go to the library, too, and then... Look for what? To look up old, uh, what's his name? Nirlothotep. Oh. There is an Order of the Silver Twilight location. Sebastian Lyman is member of, member of the Order of the Silver Twilight, L18. But he is also a mole. He is a member of this cult in name only and works secretly for Armitage, providing information on the Order and its mysterious leader, Carl Sanford. Oh, oh, yeah, that's the guy from the police station. Yeah, and, like, when you look him up, it's L8, L18, and it says the Order of the Silver Twilight is L18, so they're one and the same. Okay, let's go there. Move the thing to the... Evening, okay. Evening of day t uh, two, right? Yep, we're on day two evening. It says here... My turn, my turn. No. My turn. Kidding. Okay, Sebastian Lyman, Armitage's mole inside the Silver Twilight Lodge, can be seen through a window of his home. You tap three times on the porch screen door, as previously instructed, and a moment later, the immaculately groomed man comes to the door, absentmindedly twirling his waxed mustache. Respectable. He glances furtively around to ensure that there is no one in sight before waving you inside. I'm assuming that you are here above the Emperor home. Carl Sanford and his inner circle have been there almost every night this week. 
they're attempting to contact something from beyond. You get my meaning? Uh-oh. Don't ask me what. I know better than to ask. What I do know, however, is that they failed. Even the the beyond apparently doesn't want to be bothered by their likes. Hmm. He continues. Carl was in a filthy mood when I saw him today. Thankfully, when he descended descends into one of his melancholias, he hides away for a while, clinging to his secondary interest, preferring the old drink or two or three or four, if you know what I mean. I think they're going to leave the Emperor home alone for a time being. He will be back to his tricks again soon. No, you have to go. Carl could surprise me with a visit today. If you were caught here, that would be an end to us both. Oh my god. So that's the that's the Egyptian guy. Yeah. But we don't know if she was part of the Egyptian thing or if she was a part of the, the black goat thing. Oh yeah, the black goat in the woods. Or maybe they Mr. accidentally Shug. summoned the black goat instead of the Egyptian guy. So it failed, but it didn't fail. Hmm. Well, the first man on the scene. D67. Okay, so we, we're going to the first on the scene. Michael Keane. And that is Matthew. Ma- Matthew Keane. We changed that his name man. on the way. We already forgot his name. <laughs> we haven't talked to him yet. I don't know this guy. Anyway, we're going to go to his house. Yeah, Matthew Keane. We're going to go talk to him about this case because it's really weird. Okay. Officer Matthew Keane's house is small but tidy. It's a small but tidy affair on East Kerwin Street, facing Independence Square. Your knocks are promptly greeted by a muscular young man with a clipped mustache. He is dressed well, and is likely he just arrived home from church. Keen invites you inside where his wife pours you a cup of coffee. Keen relates the tale almost precisely as it was described to you by Armitage. Is there anything else that you can add, you ask? Not really. I'm sorry if if you've wasted a trip, but I've always I always try and make my reports as detailed as I possibly can. The orderly who helped attend to the lady, that's Lawrence Hetfield. He and his wife Emily live on Southwest Street over up French Hill. I know that they took the injured lady to St. Mary's Hospital and Garrison had me deliver her belongings to Herbert Corbett, the the consulting criminologist. That's it. What was the first guy's name? Lawrence something? The the orderly guy is... uh, Lawrence Hatfield? Hatfield, yeah. Hatfield. Hatfield. He and his wife Emily live on Southwest Street over up French Hill. See, I feel like the Corbett guy has been mentioned a couple times now too. Yeah, he has the uh, the ladies' things. Belongings. Belongings. So we might want to go there and talk to him. Yeah. Yeah, Oh yeah. He's at uh, the guy that has the belongings is at D forty five. 
That's the hard thing, like, because the Upton, Uptown Park and the house are, like, next to each other, so she could have been at either one of those rituals, and we don't know which one it was yet. R.L. Hetfield is F61. Okay, we already went to St. Mary's. So where should we go next? At the beginning, you said 6 to 11 locations, and we should be able to solve it. Yeah. We're on location 7. Okay. Which the next one we'll be doing, whichever one we pick, will be 8. So. Well, I say we go to Old Herbert first. Yeah, I agree. Okay, cool. So D, D45. Oh, it's right here. My turn. <laughs> the same page. Uh, you rap on the door to Herbert Corbett's lab, and after a moment you are greeted by his helper. He recognizes you and shows you through to Corbett's workroom. The workroom is a chemistry lab with several Bunsen burners blazing away. Herbert is huddled over a bench. On his head he wears a magnifying apparatus, which he lifts to greet you. Welcome to my criminology laboratory. He shakes your hand, sensing that this man is kept very busy. You don't waste any time with pleasantries and ask about the attack on the woman in Uptown Park. Ah, yes, a strange one. I believe that I can shed some light on her lodgings, if nothing else. Corbett reveals a brown cardboard box. Garrison left these for me to examine. The blouse, as you can see, is saturated with blood from a wound made in her chest. I was interested to note that the blouse was not damaged before she was administered in first aid. This suggests that the blouse was put on the woman after the injury occurred. More revealing is the lady's purse, which contains an address. Here. He rummages in the box. This is a bill from Rennie's boarding house and a receipt confirming that she had paid for the next month's rent in advance. Here is a receipt as well from a bookstore. Um, and there's a picture it says Meredith used books. Three dollars received with thanks for Coldridge's collected poems to be inscribed on the inside cover with "To Edward, with all my love, me XXX." Okay, so we needed to get the place at the boarding house. Is it? You said it was Remy's, like R? Rennie's, R-E-N-N-I-E. Oh, I find it. I found it. It's F-16. And then um, Meredith used books. Who is this Edward man? So far we don't have the last name and we can't really look him up without the last name. Is he even real? Oh, I found Meredith's used books is M50. Okay. Well. And we can still visit the doctor guy we talked to at the beginning. At his house. What's his name again? Armitage? Uh, yeah. I feel like Armitage is kind of like Sherlock Holmes in the game where it's more so if you're stuck. Okay. Than giving you actual information. I kind of feel like we should go to the used 
bookstore because she got a a book for Edward. Mm. What was the other place? And then the, Rennie's the boarding, boarding house. house. The boarding house might actually have her name, yeah. though. And then it might have like we could get a description of Edward as well. Now, did the book get sent to Edward? Is that what the receipt was for? That it was a book that got sent to him? It just says it's like a it's a receipt, like she bought it mm-hmm. and then to be inscribed in the inside cover. So it might have been something like she ordered and it's to, I don't know. Well, okay. Me, I want to go to the boarding house. I think that's probably what we should do next and then try to find her name. Yeah. Yeah, and then that's maybe fair. the bookstore after that. Yeah, we can find out the that, lady's name. I'm sure that's going to be one of the questions, like, who is Edward, or what's who is this woman's name, or what's gotcha. something. Gotcha, yeah. yeah. So, F-16 first. Yeah. Yep. The three-story clapper board house on Litch Street is near, is neat and presentable. A small sign advertises Rennie's boarding house has vacant rooms. You are greeted at the front desk by one of Rennie, of one of the Rennie twins, Thomas, a friendly man in his thirties, with a mop of dark hair. Are you wanting to rent a room? You describe the woman in the hospital who was attacked, explaining that she need uh, she had a receipt for payment for one of his rooms. Well, that sounds very much like Martha, Martha Modine, M O D I N. She has been with us for over a year now. I believe she works over on Main Street in one of the stores. I do hope she's okay. She's got a kind heart, always willing to do a kindness for a stranger. She's smitten as well, having recently fallen in love with a man named Mr. Hartwell. Don't care for him too much. Surly eyes makes my dog dogs bark every time he is around. My dogs never bark. Clearly, young Martha can see redeeming qualities, I suppose. Uh-oh. <laughs> they can sense evil. You guys remember dogs can sense evil? Or animals, I guess. Just dogs. Okay, here, it's it's still going. I'll just... You ask if you have seen Martha... Or if you may see Martha's room, and he agrees. Striding past you, brandishing a passkey, Martha's room is modest but well-kept and pleasantly decorated. On a small bookcase, there are several works of poetry. A photograph in a frame on the mantel catches your eye. You walk over and examine it. It is a picture of a lady and a gentleman, and there can be no doubt that this is the woman that Armitage described. The couple gazes lovingly at one another with the faraway dreamy look of a movie romance. The man has a small birthmark under his left eye. Thomas says, that's them, Martha and Hartwell, though he looks as though he looks as though butter wouldn't melt in his mouth, unlike her. <laughs> you ask for more information on Hartwell, and Renee tells you, er, yeah, Renee tells you that Hartwell has been seeing Martha for several weeks, and that he had a house on the lower south side on East Saltonstall, or, yeah, Salton Stall Street. L26. Look at you. What'd you say? L26. Oh, L26. It's like Caddy Corner to uh, the Lyman guy. Okay. Yeah. I see what you're saying. Um, 
So we learned that this guy was the guy at the scene that ran away. And he was just watching everything transpire. Hmm. Suspicious. <laughs> and then her name is Martha Modine. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Edward Hartwell. Edward Hartwell. Okay, that's a pretty good bit of information there. Yeah, so I think we need to go to his house. And kick his teeth in. Okay. <laughs> to his house. <laughs> so L26? Yeah. What you said? Yeah. Lower South Side District, L26. My turn, my turn. Uh-oh. My turn. Mm-hmm. Have fun with all that. Oof. It's a big wreath. <laughs> Oh, it's not super big, but it's bigger than some of the other ones we've had. Five or six paragraphs, but they're Okay. Edward Hartwell's home is average and unassuming. A cat draws your attention as you step forward to knock on the door. The managing feline is backing away from a basement window. The poor creature's eyes are wide and its back is arched, hair standing on end. It's hissing in the most fearsome way. You knock on the door. And when there is no reply, you knock again. As minutes tick by, you decide that a closer inspection of the rear of the property might be in order. After all, if his lady was injured, there is a chance that someone may have attempted to injure Edward Hartwell as well. The yard at the back of the building is well tended, and the fence is new and painted. The back door is unlocked. Stealing inside quickly so you're not observed, you find yourself in a clean and tidy kitchen. The cutlery and plates are neatly washed and stacked in the drying or on the drying board. The attention to tidiness continues in each room. A pile of mail of mail addressed to Edward Hartwell sits on a small table near the front door. One note reads, Edward, I arrive Sunday by train and will meet you at B's Diner. Remembering the cat, you discover a small cellar door in the kitchen and head down into the basement where a bare flickering bulb illuminates a wall, a small workroom. Discarded under a workbench is a small broken packing crate stand for the Miskatonic Museum's address. On the bench lies a wickedly sharp straight blade dagger etched with unusual symbols on its wooden hilt. The razor sharp blade reveals flecks of red stain. Uh Next to the dagger is a bowl, also stained dark red. Your stomach lurches at the uncomfortable thought that these are the implements that injured the woman at the hospital. A few pieces of old parchment with indecipherable crabbed handwriting lie scattered nearby. Placed next to the parchment is an open wooden box containing four large grain seeds. Each is about the length of your fingernail and jet black. Leaving everything as you found it, you exit the property the way you came. Dude, those are the shub seeds, dude. Yeah, the shub seeds. And and there was there was a um in the paper there was a theft of a new exhibition that was coming for the museum. Yeah. I was like, huh? I wonder if the museum theft has anything to do with this. Sure does. <laughs> but so it doesn't say go. what was missing. Just that. Something is. Yeah. Edward so. Hartwell is the reason for the missing excavi- uh, exhibition. Mm-hmm. He has the rit- ritual dagger in his basement, which was like a sharp object used to stab the lady. Mm-hmm. And. He's got shub seeds. 
Yeah, yeah so obviously pointed to him. I think that the Silver Twilight Lodge ones don't really have it. Although we learned something, I feel like they're not as important as the yeah. one that's going on now. Like, they're up to some no good stuff. But... Yeah, so like the Silver Twilight Lodge is suspicious, but they didn't have part in this particular case. Yeah. There's because, two rituals going yeah. on. Or something. They're just up. Yeah. They're just up to their usual. The usual. <laughs> the usual. <laughs> <laughs> but this one does. He does the bees diner. Yeah. B like B. B B E E. Oh. The bees. <laughs> bees. Where is bees diner? I think it's in the directory. Yeah. The I would thing. like to go to bees diner. Um, bees. bees diner. <laughs> what else should we? We should go to is bees D9. diner. I don't think. I mean, I don't know. I'm pretty confident. Because well, you said that uh, the police chief was at a diner. Yeah. Yeah, was at a diner down the street yeah. from the police station, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Bees Diner is in that district. Yeah. So yeah. it might be another. We might want to go there. How, where are we at time would, wise? Would he still be We're there? On the day four of the morning. Okay. Wasn't yeah, he at four. the diner like two days ago? It's, it's not gonna really change okay. inside right. the book because the book doesn't know what order yeah, we did it in. Yeah. Okay. So what we was can... it? D D nine. D nine. Hold on. Okay, we're in the afternoon. We've only got we have three more to yeah, go. Yeah, we have three more to go. But I think I I'm feeling a little bit more confident yeah. now yeah. after going to his yeah. house that we we probably know the answers. To yeah, most we just questions. walked in. and We're like everything's here. <laughs> <laughs> it says here. It looks as though you missed the action. By the time you arrive at B's diner, a police wagon pulls away as soon as you turn the corner. You spot in- Inspector Garrison standing with several uniformed officers inside the diner. The detective greets you with a nod. We got him, thanks to the tip from Armitage. Edward Hartwell matches the description of the man that Keane saw fleeing the scene of the attack last night. Mm. I've placed Edward under arrest, but he wasn't being particularly cooperative, and things got violent. That said, I think that he's going to end up in a sanitarium, to be sure. The nonsense he was babbling. The overturned chairs and smashed crockery scattered around the diner tell the tale of his arrest. You ask if Hartwell had any suspicion, er, had anything suspicious in possession. Perhaps he came in the diner with a small package, according to a waitress. But he met a man who called himself Victor and gave the package to that gentleman. The waitress overheard Hartwell's companion saying that he had to rush off so that he didn't miss his train. Garrison appears upset that Hartwell's contact evaded capture. My jurisdiction ends at the city limits. That package is someone else's concern now. With a twinkle in Garrison's eye, suggesting he is intending to follow the man with the package, he tips his hat and turns to speak with one of his officers. You realize that Garrison wouldn't leave a loose end like that to chance. Okay. Cool. 
Well, now we know that Edward's already in custody. So, Victor, we could go look at the train records, maybe, like, at the station and see if, you know what I mean, that, that he came in or something, mm. to, and then he's leaving to catch a train out. Mm -hmm. And I know there's train, there's something to do with trains in here. And I still think we should go to the library. We got two, three more things. I think we should go to the train station and the library, at least. Just to get a little better grasp on some things at the library, but just to really get it in there. Transportation. I'm not sure the library is going to have much more information for us. Well, here, B and M train station is N38. If he has a train to catch, it just said he has a train to catch. Yeah, we might catch him. Which one he goes to? This is the only. That's the only train station. N38. Let's, let's do it. Yeah, we gotta do we gotta do something. That guy might have some. Let's uh, catch the perp. Some shub seeds. <laughs> Those freaking shub seeds, seeds though. Seeds are at his house. He gave him a package. He might have more than one. Maybe he's like growing shrub seeds and some shub seeds. <laughs> okay, where are we going? N38. N38. I'll read it. It's a short one. So this is probably a waste of time. <laughs> when you arrive at the station, the ticket officer tells you that you just missed this afternoon's train for Boston. The next service to Boston does not run until tomorrow morning. Well, that works out because we're on day four evening. <laughs> well, that stinks. Well, that was our twelfth location. We have two more tries. I know, but like though. he said, we should be able to answer the questions in six to eleven locations. I think we can answer a lot of questions. I'm pretty comfortable. Yeah. I mean, but it doesn't matter. Like, you only start losing points once you go past the marker on the board. So we can still right, go to but... two locations. Either way. And I, I kind of want to go to the library just because. Just to see. Right. I mean, we could do one more. Yeah, let's just go to the library and just see. It's not going to kill like anything. Did. Okay, you come across Miss Sargent amongst the stacks in the Orton Library. Don't tell me old Armitage has got you working on a Sunday, she says with a grin. What it is you need from our today. You explain the nature of your visit and your request is met with a curious look. It's funny you should say that because the hospital has been working, has me working on something that came out of a patient. I've had to move on to some of our more esoteric volumes after I drew, drew a blank. Come on, I'll show you where I've got up to. Miss Sergeant leads you to a narrow flight of stairs through a door marked restricted, no entry, and into the restricted reading, the library the librarian crosses to a heavy reading table made of solid oak and shows you an ancient tome resting there. This is the dreaded De Vermis Mysteris, written by the German von Prin. I am working on a translation in my spare time. Her finger wa wavers, wavers over a page, shaking nervously. 
Here, the book speaks about a mucus residue being a byproduct of ritual sacrifice. The book also speaks of the guardians of occult ritual, horrible monsters called the Dark Young of Shub Negroth. Hold on, I know another book that references these things. The librarian moves to the shelf and hefts down another tome with the title Ibon. Ibon. Uh, embossed in gold upon its spine. She flips gently through the pages. Here is a story of the creatures called the Dark Young of Shub Negroth. About a Teutonic knight in the 12th century who led a band of villagers into battle against the evil living in the forest. Ever their praises in abundance to the black goat of the woods. I, Shub Negroth, I, Shub Negroth, the black goat of the woods with a thousand young. The Shub are the height of four men. Let's see. These texts roughly translates. They are able to stand perfectly still and lurk in the shadows of trees as if blending, waiting upon its prey, and attacking with tentacles about that sprout from their heads. Miss Sergeant Podge's hand over her mouth. Well, they sound frankly disgusting. I assume this is a variation of the Grendel myth from the Beowulf saga. <laughs> Alright. So we learned a little bit more about the Shub Niggeroth stuff. But the substance. Yeah, the substance is a ritual thing. The mucus. So I guess, do you guys want to do one more thing or do you want to answer the questions? I feel like we can answer the questions. I don't know if we can find any more out. Right. Yeah, Yeah, I don't even know where really to go, so... Right. Let's All do right, it. I'll say the first question here. Let me flip to it. Question one. Spoiler warning. <laughs> <laughs> what is the name of the woman who collapsed on the street? Martha Modine. Who was the suspicious character that made a quick exit from the scene of the crime? Edward Hartwell. How did the woman come by her injury? A cult ritual? Yeah. 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 I would say a sacrifice. She fell on the dagger. Just say she Edward fell. in a ritual, I guess. Edward did it in a ritual. Edward did it in a ritual. In the forest. It says here, what is the danger in the park? Trees. The dark young. The dark young. <laughs> the trees. That's what there are. <laughs> The Dark Young, the Shub Niggeroth spawn. Yeah, the, those sh- sh- Shub seeds. <laughs> and then, uh, uh, number six or five, what was stolen from the museum? The dagger. The seeds. Yeah. Was, it, was it the seeds or the, the da- dagger? The seeds get pulled out of the people. Yeah. Right? It's, it was the dagger. It was, so it was the, the dagger. dagger. With, yeah. I don't know we if the bolt the was museums. involved. No, I'm we didn't go sure to the museum. I'm pretty sure it's the dagger because the, yeah. because the ritual they pull it from the body. That's get, what it said to bring yeah. it into okay. this world. So okay. I think it's the dagger. Number six. Who is the out of town cultist of Shub Nigaroth? Victor, right? Victor. Yeah, I don't think we ever got his last name. Freaking though. Victor. Going to Boston. I didn't even think about this. Why did the cat hiss at the wall on East Salt? Salton Stall Street. That was where Edward lives, right? Yeah, yeah it was because the, 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 the seeds. seeds. The seeds. 
The seeds, yeah. The seeds. Uh, we are, yeah, we're not going to know this one. Because it said that, like, even as seedlings, like, the cats and dogs, like... Yeah, they they attack Don't like them. them. Yeah. Yeah, there's going to be a few of these yeah, we're not going to Like, get. even as seeds, that they, they'll, like, hunt for, like, animals and stuff. So this says like, here... What did the hospital workers see on top on the top floor of the emperor home? Or who Lights. did the hospital workers see on top of the floor of the emperor home? Oh, Super Ooh. Twilight Lodge people? What was the guy's name that's like the leader of them? What's his um, name? Pascal? No. <laughs> uh, um, we can Carl go. Sanford. Yeah, that guy. Maybe it was that guy. I, I'm just going to like... It does, just right. That's all we have. Sanford, and then I'm going to just say slash Silver Twilight Lodge members. It yeah. says, yeah, I don't even know who this guy is. We didn't get around to this one. It says, what was Barclay Rutger up to? What question number is that? Number nine. Number nine. Oh, maybe not. There was just moonshine related to death. Oh, you thought oh was... yeah. So I didn't know if it had something to do with that. <laughs> what was the name of the late night graveyard visitor? Oh, hang on. Sorry, guys. I found out Victor's last name. It's in the paper. It's Victor Ingram. He was scheduled to arrive in Arkham. Uh, oh. He was scheduled to visit the museum because he was supposed Uh-oh. to curate or something. He was supposed to judge the exhibit competition. Okay, yeah. So we don't know this number read, 10. Read number 9 again. What was Barclay Rutger up to? We don't even know who that is. Yeah, we didn't come across So we're going to have to skip that one. And then number 10 was, what was the name of the late night graveyard visitor? We don't know the next. There's Yeah, the number 11... What did the late night graveyard visitor or visitor or why did the late night graveyard visitor visit at night and what was he doing? I don't even know there was anything with a graveyard. We didn't I mean, even we, think well, we went it. into the park mm-hmm. and there was like oh, an open yeah. grave there. Which we, we could smell going. and we ran away. Cause and, trees. Yeah, and that's where the, like, the trees started to attack and we're like, ooh. Yeah. Okay. So we could have gone to the graveyard. What is the word scrawled all over the emperor home? Oh, that's the Nerlopatet. Nailed it. Okay, here are the answers. Well, we didn't get at least three of them, so. So does that mean like we kind of won? We're gonna just not get points. Yeah, we get points to our final score. So it says. Hold on, one, two. The first one is Martha Modine, so we get three points. Three points. Number two is Edward Hartwell, we get five points. Five points. Number three, how did the woman come to her injury? The ritual extraction of the spawn of Shubnigrot. So yeah, we got that. Five points. What is the danger in the park? A tree that comes alive, or if you... Knew the name of the creature, a dark young, three points instead of one. So, yeah, we said that dark young or trees. Shubs. You said shub spawn. You said trees, and I said dark young, and then we just said shubs. We we knew what it was. It's all of the above. (laughs) Yeah. What was stolen from the item? 
for the museum. Ah, oh, dang. It was a ritual bowl. Oh, it was the bowl. See, I thought about that yeah. bowl. It was either... The birthing the... dish. Uh, we uh, got that one wrong. Whamp, whamp. Who is the out-of-town cultist of Shub Niggeroth? Mr. Ingram. Two yeah. points. Why did the cat hiss at the wall in the East Saltonson Street? Or Saltonstall Street. It was sensing the seeds of Shub yeah. Niggeroth in we Edward's s- basement. One point. seeds. Who, what did you put for the number eight? Oh, oh man. Sanford or Tarlet Silk. Yeah, Silver so we got that one. It says, who was the hospital worker seen on top floor of the Emperor home? Members of the Silver Twilight. So two points. Two points. Nice. What was Bar- Barclay Rugged- Rutger up to drinking with his friends on that university? So that, yeah. we don't even know what that was. Moonshine. So you're on to something. <laughs> yeah. It says, what was the name of the late night visitor of the graveyard? Thomas Ilsley. That guy. Why did the late night graveyard visitor visit at night and what was he doing? He suffers from insomnia and was conducting research for a book. And then number 12. What is the word scrawled all over the emperor home near Lothatep? One point. Woo! Sanity penalty. If you visited the Upton Park, encountering the Dark Young, deduce one point from your score for mental trauma as you try to convince yourself that your imagination got the better of you. Okay. Conduct the number of locations you traveled unless the location did not contain an actual written encounter. Deduct one point for every location you traveled beyond seven locations. Aw, dang. I didn't realize that. We lose six points. Dang. We went to 13 locations. What did we get for the score? Well. Drum roll, please. (laughs) Uno momento, por favor. (laughs) 15. 12 plus points, you win. On the following page, you may view the locations Armitage visited. Armitage visited. If you scored 18 plus points, You've done quite well, but now you are convinced that you've attracted some attention from someone. Okay, we didn't do that, so... The dangers, twists, and turns will increase in your investigation. Or in investigation, too. So, yeah. That's Mythos Tales, everybody! It was a lot of fun! Yeah, I liked it. Yeah, thanks to our two guest stars for... Joining in on us playing the game. <laughs> it's been fun. Thanks, yeah. husbands. <laughs> Hashtag win. <laughs> we did something together. So we hope you guys enjoyed this little kind of spinoff we did. And maybe we'll start doing it a bit more if you guys do enjoy us doing this. Um, as always, hit us up on Facebook at Uncontrollably Fine or on Twitter at UNCTRL fine and just uh, let us know what you guys think. Bye. Bye. <laughs>